This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I know I'm recording for podcasting purposes. Running intro right now. It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Wrestling for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This is a special edition. Uh, You may have known that I have worked hard for the past five years with a good friend of mine by the name of Blake Thomas, producing a docuseries dedicated to hard work well guess what we got some friends in the building folks so before we go i'm gonna go ahead and bring on blake and y'all know y'all he's been on the show quite a few times so he's going to introduce all his friends blake take it away hello world and welcome to wrestling with the culture no how you doing everybody i'm blake t also known as blizz and joining me for this beautiful round table we have the amazing that I haven't seen in so long, Sassy Stephanie. We have the amazing, as I haven't seen in person in so long, Nico Sozio. And What's happening? We have Yolanda. No, we also have the amazing Yolanda, the designer, to join us for these very special episodes. And sorry for cutting everybody off for their hellos. Yolanda, he's just mad oh, yeah. because we stood there next to him at WrestleMania 33, the WrestleMania that never happened because everything was scratched from the show, and booed him to let him know that Baron Corbin sucked. That's right. And if he had one, we'd have thrown him down the step. <laughs> you would <laughs> but um so let's get right into it um episode one uh the docuseries you know we're gonna run a clip from that real quick before we get into this discussion so if you haven't done so if you haven't done your homework here's a piece of it and as soon as you finish this get over there and watch it me coming in not just as a fan but a student of the game i always listen so i'm listening and i'm reading what the fans like what they didn't like and I'm always reviewing a lot of different things. And what can we have made different? What if we do this this month? And what if we do that that month? So when it was time for me to step up and we make a booking team and everything comes together, I felt like I had what it takes to take this to the levels that we've all wanted. And as a team, we did that together at the, the time that we had RCW, we got to do and accomplish a lot of things that uh, you don't really see. Um, and we did it in a good amount of time. I mean, it was such a great run and it helped me prepare for the next several years of my life backstage in wrestling. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Blake. Yes, sir. Um tidbit about that clip Jeff I'm sorry Nico Sozio himself oh, good. Sozio was the guy in the mask that got leg dropped 
No, it really wasn't him. But <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't remember that. I was gonna say, if no. you remember that and I don't, that's a problem. No, now you may or may not have played uh, a mass character in RCW. Uh, yeah, I was we gonna say we'll, we'll definitely not. bring that up if we're gonna be sharing RCW memories. I have a few, but we'll get there, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, those days, uh, the early days, um, Sozio is one of the guys that. Um, he was there from the beginning of the RCW. For, uh, he was actually there for both eras, from the original owner to take over to the second owner. Um, uh, Sozio, he was one of the first people I met in wrestling as well. Um, so uh, we, we've had a very long friendship. Um, and uh, he's, he's one of the guys that got to see all the eras, whether it's uh, RCW uh, talked during ROH, whether it's WSU, CZW, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, which is, um, a, which is a nice way of saying I'm a really old person, is what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, you know, I he's just he's been around all the eras. I've just been through all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You it, know, it, 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 was, it was great, man. It was definitely great to see that company go from the old management, which. You know, at the time, I would say it was a little bit sloppier to a, certainly a much more structured, um, well-designed, formatted product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of memories. Um, a lot of memories. It's weird seeing that uh, Do Burns Arena, uh, seeing Adam Flash drop that leg drop. Um, Pretty leg drop, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the best ones. But, uh, yeah, there's was, was a lot of a lot of memories. Um that's why, you know, I met Yolanda there too, but uh, it was in a different role. It wasn't what we had become. And then when we get later into this episode, especially talking to um, her and Steffi, um, but this was like the first interaction with Yolanda, but not the like first real, real, real interaction with Yolanda. This, uh, as, as much as it pains my heart to say, this was me being the fan of Yolanda. Like, oh, this is that girl that makes Ooh. all those cool shirts. Oh, we got to Yeah, look, look at those shirts, you know, and one of the shirts that was so impressive to me and Valance was the Midwest Militia shirt, uh, you know, and uh, that was one that Steffi was featured on. Um, so it, it's crazy how this all connects right now, because all of that just came up within the two minutes. Just thinking about it. There you go. Mm hmm. When you sit back, when you go back to uh, episode one, we talked. Um, we talked a lot about RCW and ROH, but we will still go RCW for now. When you look back, what was your? I do another podcast called Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. For you, what was the breaking through the glass ceiling moment when you realized that this business is for me, and I'm pretty damn good at what I do. And also, Jeff and Yolanda. And, um, when y'all met him, I mean, more so probably Jeff in this situation, when did you notice that he had broke through a glass ceiling? Uh, I just to clarify that, like the first part of your question, do you mean in RCW or just for me personally in wrestling? No, for when you noticed Blake, uh, had um broke through a glass ceiling in RCW. Oh, okay, I didn't realize you were okay. Um, I, I think. I think for me, it was like probably Blake, whenever that first show was that you had kind of asked everybody to show up a little bit more formal. And mm -hmm. like it, it, for me, it was kind of like when you 
like really took the reins uh, of the locker room and like the you really grasped the leadership role and mm-hmm. uh, really changed the tone in the place. You know what I mean? So I think for, yeah. for you personally, uh, it was sort of a professional milestone uh, taking on that role at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just me. Yeah. Um, I think for me too, because uh, around that time is when the confidence really started to happen. Like it, it didn't. It felt like uh, people were believing in it a little bit more to to want me to step up in that role. But um, for me, the glass ceiling moment was uh, when we had we had one show. And we decided to do the main event of um, the Briscoe Brothers versus the Osarian Portal. And this was first time ever anywhere, you know, and it was two big teams in the independence. And it was just like, all right, we're doing this match, but we got to think of an ending. And when it was the moment of, well, Blake, do you have an ending? And and that trust came there. And I was like, look, this is what we're going to do, you know. You know, we'll have it. So, you know, we have we have them on about to do the um, Tower of Doom, you know, and, and this is how we're going to do it. Boom, boom, boom. And I put the whole ending together. And when you book something and you come up with an idea and you see it happen and it happens exactly how you imagined it and the outcome is more than what you expected and you realize you just did something really special that people are going to remember to me, that was the breakout, like, glass ceiling moment of, like, oh, man, I, I, I might be really good at this. You know, like, this is something I want to do when it comes to those backstage roles. Like, photography is great and everything, but I think I might got something with this. Yeah, fun fact, I remember when we first met, you brought that up during that long car ride there of Rundle Mills, and I don't think you have ever been there. You ever liked the Rundle Mills since then? Uh, yeah, it's before nah, that show yeah. that uh, Jeff just mentioned that – um. What was the name of it? I forgot that fast when uh the uh Rainer came. Oh, the 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 dual show. Which one yeah. was that? I don't know. I, I'm not it was the DVDs. O- October 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was the it was the introduction to our partnership with Rainer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and I think too, like uh when you looked around that locker room and you saw the type of talent you were booking, uh the names, so on and so forth. Um like the fact that you were able to get these people and for probably relatively cheaper than maybe their asking price says a lot about you uh, and their willingness to work for you, you know? And, and and like you said, the stuff that you were putting together was solid, you know, and it Mm -hmm. was working. Yeah. And I think also too, um, for, for this is for uh, Steffi and Yolanda. uh, I also think that, Jeff is calling it uh, solid as well because tidbit, uh, he was undefeated in RCW, you know, <laughs> for a long <laughs> so, time, for a long yeah, time, yeah, for, for a, a very time. long time, and it kind of went under the radar. And it was one of those things where I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, timeout. We know we're booking he's undefeated, right? You know, so I, I, I think that had a little bit to do with it. Um, but it was funny, it, it, that wasn't by design, it was just like, I mean. No offense, he was kicking ass, you know, and um, we, you know, and I thought that, you know, um, we had a very one thing about RCW that I I just I wish circumstances were different and we could have really saw the blossom of it. Not to like kill the tone, but I thought that we had special with the Dastardly Bastards. 
Um, yeah, and yeah. that was Jeff and the late um, JT Roberts. Um, mm-hmm. We thought putting those guys together, everything, me and Jeff and, and JT, and, and even when Kent was involved, everything that we had planned for that, I mean, I thought we had something extremely special. And I thought yeah, this was yeah. going to be this was going to be like huge in the Indies. I, I thought this was going to be it. You know, um, I really wish we could have saw that play out. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of put uh, JT and I together. I mean, somewhat on a, on a whim. It, I mean, mm-hmm. you had the idea and we were both like, yeah, let's do that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. And then we had that first match. And boy, did it, it you know, it's hard to explain when you've never worked with somebody and then like you guys are in sync, you know what I mean? Like your mm-hmm. steps are the same and we just really gelled well together as a tag team. And like you said, it's, it's a real shame that things went the way they did. Uh, and we, mm-hmm. we are where we are, but yeah, no, nah, we, we were, we were really, again, to use the word solid, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I got a yeah. question for uh, Steffi. When you yeah. watched the documentary and you saw this chapter, what was one of the things that stood out that you didn't know about Blake when you saw the first episode? Well, I mean, for me, it's always been the same with Blake. It's always hard work and dedication to everything he's done. So it wasn't really anything new. It's just like learning his path through it all, which developed into the person that I knew when I was working at WSU with him. Because before WSU, I didn't have any interaction. I never met him. I only knew he took amazing photos from other girls who were selling their eight by tens at that time, you know? So knowing his path coming into WSU, it just showed where more of that hard, hard work, that ethic that he has that like, I've never seen from anybody else that's doing not just one, but like 30 different jobs at one time. Okay. Yolanda, was there anything that you noticed um, that you didn't know? And obviously, you know, you and Blake pretty much talk every day or every other day. But was there anything in the first episode that stood out that made you like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Or I didn't know you went through that. I wish I could point something out. <laughs> um, <laughs> or something somebody um, said. But, that's yeah, because, oh, <laughs> uh, don't try to jog my memory. It's, it might not work, but I'll just, I'll just, I'll say something that I didn't know um, in general because, like, his RCW, the era of of RCW Blake, um, I wasn't privy to as much as Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as anything, I've. I've heard about how awesome Blake was and what he's done, but I didn't fully understand. Um, I don't want to say understand it, but di- but didn't know the details of it until we would talk about our journey that led us to where uh, we we are. So, if anything, it was how good he was at booking because when I was told about Blake or introduced to Blake, it w- it was more on the on the photography because when I tried to go to RCW. It was horrible. Um, the bus was. Um, I'm trying to be nice. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> trying to use some nice words on here, but it was trash. And so when I got to the show, it was like towards the end of the show. So I really couldn't even ex- experience and, and see all the coolness that um, I've heard about. Like from what I could remember, RCW was uh, it was ambiance before there was ambiance. Mm-hmm. It does uh, if that makes sense. 
like it was so many people at, at the Dew Birds Arena. That was that was huge for me because all I saw was small crowds. Um, and then and then after that, it was a place everybody go to to, to unwind. That was pretty cool. So I I really enjoyed uh, how they took something that was for everybody and family friendly, um, but also with great matches based on what I saw through tapes. So if mm-hmm. anything, what was I don't want to say shocking, but was new to me at some point was how involved Blake truly was and how quick he had to adapt to be so in, involved with storyline and, and and getting the book and, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. I know for me, um, that that was the time. So that was where I went from, like, fan to working in the business. And, you know, Blake and I actually had met in person at uh, ROH show. And you know, the car rides is always one of those things. And um, which now I think about it, I was like, man, we probably we didn't include the car ride in the dock. But, yeah. you know, that's where our friendship began. And I remember uh, I always bring the story up. Um, I got this movie right here. Uh, Batman. <laughs> and his first day was like, you see that new Batman movie? And I was like, no. And then uh, he kind of <laughs> looked like this dude. No. Don't watch. I'm not a big comic book person at all. And then we just started talking women's wrestling. And then next thing you know, we just click. And so, um, you know, that definitely for me, uh, you know, and obviously putting this all together, uh, took me back down memory lane. And, you know, of course, the what if conversations happen and come up like, you know, what if we could have seen, um, you know, different things happen? What if Yolanda could have been more involved and we could have eventually created what we would do later at WSU. What if we could have created that right here in Baltimore? Um, Before we jump into WSU, we got to mention the ROH. Uh, Blake, can you just talk about that transition and just a lot of stuff that you really learned and and, and most importantly, what the documentary, some of the memories it brought back? Um, it, it It was such like kind of a weird transition just for the simple fact of it was like some people looked at it like, okay, ROH is coming into our home because ROH was running out of the Dewburns Arena, where I never really looked at it like that. I looked at it like, hey, um, we're the independents. They just got a TV deal. Yes, it's the same building, but it's going to be a whole different look. So it's basically like you can get still a little bit gritty and grimy, you know, that feeling with us, but then you know, the more presentable for a TV, which, I mean, we wanted at RCW too, but, you know, it's different budgets, you know. Um, so for me, it, it, it got kind of weird, um, but I knew when I was going into ROH, it wasn't in the booking and agenting and all that. It was strictly for photography. But the good part about that was, um, just like it was said in the documentary, a lot of those guys, they, they worked at RCW. You know, whether it was the Briscoes, whether it was Rat Titus, whether it was Delirious, Sarah Del Rey, um, a lot of them worked there. But um, there was there was so many cool memories at uh, ROH um, because, you know, uh, I looked at it and they openly, you know, were like be in the back, be in a locker room, you know, uh, hey, you know, we're, we, we want you to see how this is produced. You know, and if I had any questions for anybody, whether, you know, it was 
even if it was like a Jim Cornette, you know, whoever was back there, whether it was Jay Lethal, whether it was Jay Briscoe, you know, they're like, okay, so this is how you put it together. This is why we're doing this during commercial breaks. This is this, this is that. And even for the two years or so that it was, you know, you get to gather up so much knowledge that uh, it, it was beautiful. You know, to me, it, it, it felt like an advantage to go into whatever the next chapter to be. And now knowing the structures of a TV and everything else. So um, there's a lot of good memories. And um, even for even really, really featured on the documentary, like I said, one of the things that stays big to my heart was um, the whole thing with Maria Canellas. Because, like, everybody knew I was big into women's wrestling. Uh, one of my closest friends, Mia Yim, was there. And, like, um, you know, her and Del Rey, they had just had a TV match. But when you was with Maria, seeing how much she wanted Women of Honor, she pushed for Women of Honor more than anybody back there. And the plans that she had, like, to just make it, like, she was so, so big about it. So um that and you know just just seeing a lot of things you know whether it was a young adam cole or you know seeing how cool like kevin steen who's now kevin owens was like it's just stuff that you shouldn't really be able to have so young in your career that i felt like i got to have and i took it as a blessing i was very humbled and guess what i took all that knowledge with me everywhere i went well why would you say you shouldn't be able to have it if you work hard right and you listen uh, why shouldn't you have it? Um, yeah. Especially when you don't take it for granted. Yeah. Well, I, and that's true too. I don't take anything for granted. You know, if they were like, you know, sell these popsicles during an admission, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to learn which one's the most popular flavor. You know, so, but uh, yeah. Now, it was, Blake, it was awesome. you going to sell popsicles. I can look. <laughs> if somebody puts me to sell popsicles, I'm going to be the top selling popsicle dude. Socio's looking like yeah, like yeah, okay. Oh, I'll sell, I'll sell red popsicles to a lady in white gloves. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> no, but you was looking like you yeah. agree with me, like you know, Blake wouldn't. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying he will, and so could I. Oh, uh, I hear y'all. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm with you. I have my mic on. So I don't say reckless things. Back on mute. But let's talk WSU. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the thing is, so when Blake was at WSU, obviously the photography, photography, I always looked at this for him. And this is just somebody who's close to him. I always looked at photography, gets him in the door, but the mind for the business is what kind of keeps him there and allows him to trend upward. There was a moment we was there at WSU and after winning the champion um after Kiara Hogan won the championship, he had let her know why this was important. I'm gonna play the clip because you know, one, I had to rush to the camera and make sure I got it, but it was important because you see the faith that he has in the talent that he's producing. Are you gonna sell merch? Yes. I mean sell stuff. Yeah, all right. I just want to tell you, we're proud of you, Thank you. I'm very happy for you. There was a reason why I did this. I did this because there's so much potential in here. I don't think a lot of people get to see it. And if I can give you that chance to go on that platform and show what you doing what you do, I'm gonna give you that. Thank so you deserve so this. Honor it. Be that person. Thank you. Don't make me cry. <laughs> go you. sell your merch. Come back in here whenever you can. We'll do some pictures. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now anytime. 
Yolanda's right there, so I got to ask uh-huh. her before Blake said anything. Uh-huh. What was your thoughts? Because if you remember, can you go back to whatever your thoughts was? Because <laughs> the Yolanda I know is probably had a joke in her head, and right now I can't remember like what you said afterwards. I think we was all in such work mode. But what was your thoughts now, especially when you look at this again? <laughs> well, my first thought was, whoa, who that good looking at that hat? <laughs> oh my god oh my god that sure is a fabulous hat that hat that blue hair that red lip um <laughs> <laughs> so um i just remember truth uh, uh for real for real uh how proud we all were and i knew how proud uh blake was of kira period especially after she won it was such a good match um and her being new to oh i hate saying this sentence sounds gross but new to the business um but it's true um you know a lot of people don't put faith into somebody who is new um but blake saw her potential and knew um it was the right thing to put her in that position and just to see just to that okay basically what we just saw was the genuine reaction of Blake and all I could do was be happy, but also do my best to get out the way because regardless of the camera was on or not, I knew that was a moment between um, them two that was uh, well-deserved for her to hear. Blake? Uh, Yeah, man. I mean, that moment was special because um, that was like a, you know, not a lot of people really knew Kiara. You know, um, and this was like Steffi will tell you, Jeff will tell you, Yolanda will tell you, if you work hard, I'll take a chance on you. You know, because I look at it and just go, what's the worst going to happen? You can do bad? I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it is what it is. Real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you there because before I lose this question. What is the, and I kind of know this answer, but I want the world to know. What is what? What's that feeling like when you know you essentially give somebody an opportunity that wasn't given an opportunity, or that the world doesn't see? What's that uh, moment like for you inside? It's a moment. Basically, it's like a moment of hope because the, the uh, well for me, what goes through my mind when that happens is, okay, if I did this and this person continues to grow, maybe now other people will finally get to see what this person can deliver. You know, because it's wrestling. You you can't expect somebody, especially in the independence, you can't expect somebody's going to be under your nest for the next five years. They're going to go other places, and you want them to succeed everywhere. When you have that mentality of like, oh, what do you mean you're going here and you can't come in? When you, like when you got that mentality, you're not really letting them basically fly their wings out, out of the coop, you know. Um, so w- especially when it's somebody where you just got that 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 feeling, where you just got that feeling about them, and then they do good at it. It, it it's a feeling you can't. I can't really explain it, but it's just. It's just something where you're just so excited for what's next for them, you know? And um, like I said, at that moment with Kiara, oh, man, like, th- there was so many big plans, you know? And, and that's, that's like a whole nother episode itself. But people really knew 
what was planned for WSU, it would have got. Can crazy. you give a it Can you give a, uh, a thirty second version before uh, we go to Steffi? Uh, um, so that was around almost the end of the year. So uh, after that, you know, she had wrestled uh, Lana Austin. That was her first title defense. She won that. Um, but we were the reckoning was on a roll. You know, the reckoning was on a roll. We get the Kings and Queens, Sue Young and um, and Blackwater win Kings and Queens. So that set up Sue Young to get a title shot against Mercedes Martinez. So it was built for Mercedes Martinez versus Sue Young. And Sue Young was going to win the WSU World Championship, leading to the reckoning starting to collect all the gold. And then the chase was going to be on, led by certain people, such as like a Kiara Hogan. And such as other people that have crossed their paths, and such as new people and people that we wanted to return. Like at one point, and Staffy, I don't even know if you know this story. At one point, when Fella Twins was our tag champs, mm-hmm. I pitched for the return of the Midwest militia. Oh, I, didn't I, I know. wanted it. I would have yeah. ate that up like candy. Yes, and we wanted that. Um, and you know me, I was like, if there's any personal feelings with something, trust me, it ain't going to happen. I'll make sure everybody talks everything out, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, owner had other plans is what it is. But I wanted to pitch Midwest Militia back just in case I had a backup if we needed a strong, could be this tweener going into babyface role to also be there to have people like Kiara or Leva or whoever's back to go against the reckoning. And I was like, if, if you were going to do war games, we got to remember who was there first. So y'all, you know, y'all were there first, they were there second. I was like, it only makes sense for that clash to happen by the end of the next year, but things happen. Couldn't happen, but it would have been an amazing story. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, can you talk about the first time you met Blake? Well, I know it was at WSU. I can't remember the exact first time because obviously he has his hands into a lot of different things. And I was also, you know, planning matches, got to take pictures, got to shoot promos, got to do this, got to do that. So I don't remember the exact moment, but I knew Blake and I, like, we hit it off immediately. Him and I, like, he would give me an idea and I would run with it. But then I'm like, Blake, is this okay? Cause not a lot of people like push you like he does. And he doesn't even do it. Like, Hey, you got to do this. It's like, yeah. Okay. That's you go for it. Do what you think is going to be what gets you to the next step. So he's not like, you know, difficult to work with. He's super easy and just pushes you past your natural boundaries just to make you even better. Mm, that's awesome, Yolanda. Is this where your um, you and Blake's relationship got really uh, close? You just talk about um, you know some of the things that you watching the documentary um, notice, and even feel free to say some of the things that you uh, felt was left out or you wish, would have liked to see. Oh, uh, hmm. left out. I would have liked to see. Um. Oh man! <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so uh, no, because I have to say nice things. Uh, <laughs> no, so, <you> don't. <laughs> I can throw. I can throw the. Uh, 
I can throw the sensor on the, uh, you know, the um, explicit. Oh, we should do that just for fun. Um, well, no, not the bar. I'm talking about I can put it on um, the oh, uh, parental oh, advisor. Oh, oh. <laughs> Both would have been trying, great. Trying to make me work harder. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll write it on a piece of paper and just hold it up. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, okay. So, from what I, I did get to see, um, I don't know, I, I guess I guess if anything, I so it's hard it's hard for me to answer this because I, I do feel like you guys are are it's taking a good deep dive into what people don't know about Blake. Cause mm-hmm. I think photography for the most part everybody knows, right? But even in the uh the the part where he talks first, um it explains how he operates or when he's trying to help somebody. Like those those jewels are are, are pretty dope. Um I I guess if anything <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm past it. I'm past the documentary and I know that sounds kinda weird, but it's like, yo, I just need people to watch this and throw money at Blake. That is that as I'm gonna be real real, that is where I'm at. Um I don't I don't think we're at the second part. But you know, I, I say great things, and much as I like to joke uh, uh, to Blake that I could, I, I wish I could take him back because that's just our relationship. They're they're true. They're they're true, and um, he is a genius, and he has has such a natural gift of understanding women's wrestling, wrestling in general, but uh, specifically women's wrestling, um, and and how he, uh, I, I know at one point. In this documentary, uh, I think it was great, excellent. I was saying how he, he writes promos, he writes storylines, he this like there's so much stuff. Like what else could you 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 could possibly say except give him the bag? You know what I mean? So um, I, I must admit that that's where I'm I'm at with it. Uh, it's, it's not what's left out. It's um, I, I I want him to get his flowers. And I'm, I'm very, and I'm, and I'm just, I'm impatient with it. That's where I'm at. I do like roses. I ain't give you no Prefer- roses. Turn preferably, preferably white roses. Nah, you know, that ain't gonna been. be blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do want to say this because uh, as you were talking, you were talking about stuff that was left out. One thing that I wish, uh, and it's funny, uh, we had the footage, but after. Um, <laughs> After our departure from uh, WSU, uh, Brian and I kind of went on a tirade and got rid of a lot of stuff. But screw um, DJ, I'll say it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I That's do wish nice that. Well, and and Jeff's in here, so um, you know. Uh, but <laughs> I wish that we still had the footage when we filmed uh, the whole promo between uh, the Reckoning and Leva. And uh, the the bail spin and all of them, like how we put all of that together in the room. I, I wish we had those footage still of like, like putting it together, and and even some of those locker room meetings. And um, everybody here, even Jeff, because Jeff was back there a lot too, because it's it's CZWWSU. Everybody here, they've had some kind of conversation with me when it's putting stuff together or about. Uh, wrestling or just backstage stuff. And like, even with Steffi, like 
I would have conversations with her and it would be like, look, I, I just want to get you back. You know, like I, I want to work this out. This is the idea. Da, 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 da. And then with Jeff, it's like, all right, Jeff, like this is what we got to do at WSU. And by the way, let's talk about what they got you doing at CZW, you know? So um, right. there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people be with that company and under that owner that do far less and they don't put the company over. They put themselves over, put themselves over, put themselves over, get something big for them, screw the company, and then all of a sudden they're never heard from. Well, you never hear them talk about the company again, and then all of a sudden, you know, big things happen for them. And it's like, right. could I have every picture for WSU or CZW? Could I put my logo on it? Yeah, I could have. But, you know, it gets you in those moments of like, that's just not how I'm brought up. It was, I'm here so we all win. I'm not going to selfishly use this to put myself over. And it kind of sucks that sometimes in wrestling, you get looked down at for doing what you thought was the right thing. But if you do those type of things, all of a sudden, as Yolanda says, you get the bag. Now, that's not everywhere, but it sucks when you've seen that happen so many times, especially under what was under that company. Well, not, I don't, when I say company, I mean the whole thing. I don't mean just WSU, everything that was under the person that owned it, I should say. Yeah. Um, I actually remember two things. One, um, and forgive me if I'm, I'm wrong with this. It would have been nice. And this is selfish, but on, on my end, these two things I just, just thought of one, the, the positive room was such a vibe. And maybe me that had no place for the documentary, um, but I'll, I'll speak on it here unless I probably should have waited another round table. But um, the photography room wasn't just a, a place you took pictures. It was literally uh, uh, a vibe, a positive room to escape whatever BS that was going on that you had to deal with outside those walls, outside that room. If, you was, if, if it was something that was going on, whether it had to do with that uh, specific job or your real life or whatever, you came in in that room and it was it was laughing jokes. That's it. If you was about that that you know, that BS, you 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 nah, you, no, leave that leave that out there. You see that? You leave that out there. So um, you can learn a lot in there too. You learn yeah, it, a it was, lot yeah. of the business in there. Yeah, it it was it was. Um, it was something I look forward to so much. So sometimes I miss some I miss half the show because it was <laughs> at, at certain points between you know fun photo shoots, but it was it it, it was so relaxing and um uh, such a, a a positive atmosphere. And then the other one that's selfish that would have been nice to be shown, but this is way before um I think the documentary was um thought about possibly was the hard work the late nights staying up to what three o'clock in the morning yeah, o'clock in the morning. four o'clock in the morning yeah yeah of, of us going back and forth editing and stuff but like mm. th that part that part not just all the people saying these lovely things which is cool and all but but the actual visual uh struggle of it like I, I I say that people, you know, love the, what is it? People like to look at the book, but don't like to read what's in the book. 
You know what I mean? They think they like to look at the cover, but don't want to read the book. Thank you. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, because they think it's easy. But when you read that book, man, like how many of y'all were ready to to, to burn some of your youth? You you know what I mean? Staying up late. You you know what I mean? Messing up your eyeballs, messing up your back, ruining your health. You know, like stuff like that. That's deep. Um, So uh, that that's definitely part of the. That, that that coincides very well with the damn title. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if it's anything, those are my two. Um, and, and before I because I want Jeff to say what he was gonna say, I just want to say something about the health part too. Like, yeah, in the documentary it does hit on like, yeah, I ballooned up to 193 pounds. And like, especially like you know, the, the people on here that's in this round table, they know that, but like yeah, my my I don't think my health was in the best. Um and the stress levels was very high. I I had a hospital visit and everything and in all honesty, I really think if I would have tried to hang on for another year, something bad would have really happened. Like I'm not going to say death, but like I don't know, it could have been something very very bad health-wise. And uh it, when you got to make those decisions, man, you know, I was like you know, and I just said it. I was like, I, I got to get out of here, you know, and that's hard because you don't want to leave those girls. You don't want to do this. But I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to be like 220 pounds, you know, and, you know, now look at me. I mean, I'm 130 pounds, you know, a healthy 130. Let me let me make sure I say that a healthy 130 pounds. <laughs> you know, I know it's a lot of people that be like, oh, I weigh more than you now. So what? You can't outrun me now, you yeah. know, so see yeah. me on the track. But uh, yeah, I want to say that. Before you said something, Jeff. Oh, no, I was just saying, uh, you have a better chance now in the zombie apocalypse because you got mm-hmm. better cardio. Yeah. If, if you've ever seen Zombie Land, now you know what's up. Yeah. Uh, no, something on, uh, in your last breath there, you were talking about, uh, I guess, not really being rewarded for like hard work or sometimes being the person who does a thousand things or maybe you help out everybody else and it just doesn't always pay off and i mean i can just speak to that i'm sure Steffi can too like it's not a business where good people always necessarily get the spots it's kind of a business where the the people who are the best at uh figuring out how to use the pieces around them to their advantage succeed the most and and some that doesn't always necessarily mean it's maliciously but it's about mm-hmm. using the pieces around you to get an advantage. And sometimes that's the photographer who takes amazing photos of you that now, uh, you know, you're able to sell eight by tens and make a ton of money and pay your rent. Um, you know, maybe that's utilizing the, the trainers that you have um, that are willing to work with you and drive and pick you up and take you to practice and so on and so forth. But um yeah, it's just not a, a business where nice guys tend to ever finish first, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, that that's why I look at, like, the uh, the Cesaros of the world as, like, heroes, you know? Because when you see, uh, you know, a Cesaro of the world or even, like, a Drew Gulak or, you know, whoever, you know, when you see people that you're like, oh, my gosh, like, look at what they did and, Oh my! What do you what do you mean? They still talk to guys in the Indies and their friends? What their phone didn't magically get cut off in Florida? Like yeah. that gives you right, hope. Right, right, that's right, right. the stuff that gives you hope. So um, for me, like that's 
that's the stuff I look at. But yeah, you know, it's it's wrestling. That's that's the business of it, man. It sucks, but it's amazing all in one. So but yeah, you, you know, I, I love it. What's that say? For me, like I started at WSU when they were like two or three years into the business when it was from its original owner. And like I saw the progression from uh, Mick who owned it to um, the guy from Beyond Drew and DJ owning it to just DJ having it. So like I went through like this whole roller coaster of different what am I doing in the business right now because or at least not in the business, but at WSU. Because so-and-so wouldn't agree with so-and-so, and then they had to have a meeting. So what I was doing got changed 600 times around. But with Blake and I, we were friends outside the business as well. So he would not text me. We had Voxer. I don't even know if anybody even yeah. uses that anymore. <laughs> but like oh, it's still alive. Yeah, this voice text that we would use. And we would constantly be talking about not only like what direction that – he thought we should go but my input as well which there's not a lot of people that actually do that like hey what's your what's your idea for this this is what i had in mind but hey maybe we could you know change it around and make it a new direction and make something else work that might be even better and you don't get that with people and with blake it was like this magical thing where we just kind of like these ideas melted together that just became one and it was amazing and like like he said, um, Jeff was saying, you know, not always the good people win, but like Blake had this way of making everything just better, no matter what the situation outside of that was. So like I would have a feud with somebody, maybe it wasn't going the way we wanted, but like he would have these ideas to make it, to make me more motivated to get back into what I was doing and not just going out there and doing it because that was my job at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so um, now, you know, as we uh, get ready to bring us to a close, um, everybody just starts talk about, you know, maybe what's your, what was your one favorite thing that you uh, saw when you watched? Or what was the one thing that made you chuckle? Either one. I'm glad Yolanda brought it up earlier when she said she reiterated that she thought Blake was a genius because, like, her clip starts with, he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and she meant it too. That came from her soul. That that wasn't me. It was a clone and, or a hologram. It, it wasn't it's me. My favorite part of episode thing. number two. It's my favorite part of episode number two. He's a genius, and then she just goes into why he's a genius. But just Yolanda's excitement that she brought to her uh, her testimonial there. Now, I I thought I mean so far everything has been really awesome. I've been just thrilled with the production of the whole thing. I think it's been produced really well. I love the music. I love love the way it's edited. I love the way the intro's edited. Blake knows I'm a stickler for uh, really clean work, being a graphic artist myself. Mm-hmm. He knows how long it takes me to finish a fucking logo for him. So he knows. <laughs> he knows. So, uh, no, I've, I've just been thrilled with the whole thing. I've, I've just really been impressed with the production especially. Well, me, like, I just, watching it back, like, I was a part of part of it. I'm not in the docuseries, but getting to look back and, like, I'm watching these things, like, you know, the uh, segment with Kira Hogan, like, I'm, like, I had many of those talks with Blake where, like, he's, like, you know, I'm proud of what you did out there. And, like, 
it just brings back these memories that like maybe you know weren't in the forefront of my brain so i'm like oh man i remember that like moments <laughs> like that that's awesome because he's so, like he like i said he's a huge motivator when you're not feeling motivated at all so to sit and watch like this memory that you know kiera and him are having at that moment it's just like oh man that brings back a hundred different stories to me that i can remember and like one of my favorite is just the uh, Candyland uh, photo shoot that he and I did. And he was just like, go be yourself. And I was like, oh, you're asking for problems with this. But it turned out amazing. <laughs> oh, oh you, you just led Yolanda right in. Oh, that sweet, sweet Candyland photo that shoot. That Candyland. Hard <laughs> <laughs> on that photo. Yeah. That's a damn that's an hour <laughs> conversation with with that alone that damn photo shoot uh probably one of the best things about being uh, a part of wsu mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> um yeah i gotta go with i go with sozio um with just the whole production of it i i do enjoy uh the part where Blake says his piece, like, wait, what's, what's the one, Blake, where you be like, I'm not satisfied with nothing. <laughs> no, I like it the, 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 the very first clip of the yes. whole entire series, you know? Yeah, no. I'm getting bug spray. And oh, yeah, yeah. Bitten by bugs. Yeah. Satisfied with shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it sticks out because that's him. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's him. Like, yeah, it is some cool cameos. I love seeing Mercedes Martinez and, 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 and all that good stuff. Uh, great excellence speaks very well uh, uh, about you. Uh, but, but, but when the clips of uh, when I, when I t- said earlier of, of Blake dropping jewels, uh, those pieces I, I like very much. Uh, I, I love when he, uh, the segments when he uh, actually uh, reiterates uh, what happens? Uh, I, th- I think it, I think it goes into um, uh, the wrestlers uh, or anybody. Um, I guess it's discussing their uh, experience in detail. It, it's it's just very thought out and it, it is very seamless. Um, it's it's hip. It's fresh. I, I really do like it. I can't say nothing. Can't say that I wasn't bad anyway, but. Um, I I generally do enjoy it. I I just do. Uh, I hate to say just the whole thing is dope, but it 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 is. It, it it really is. I mean, if you are a fan, like just a wrestling fan, you'll you will get a kick. Uh, seeing a lot of pro wrestlers that you're a fan of. That I will say that that are either in ROH, WWE, um, AEW. Um, a lot of awesome people. You will see a lot of awesome people that Blake that Blake has helped get them to where they are. And that is key. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I want to say this too because we just that's another thing I kind of wish it was in episode two. Uh, Candyland is like the most memorable shoot uh, for WSU. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, we th- there was so much goddamn candy for that shoot. You know, I mean, it was everywhere. We did that at the arena. Every girl, you know, they did their thing. Like, I I'll never forget. Like, sassy. I mean, she would like send the pictures. Like, I'm gonna put 
candy on all of this bra. I'm going to do that. And I mean, she was sending like step by step how she was going to do her costume. And all the other girls is like, we're doing this. And I mean, we had like gummy bear controllers, all types of stuff. And I mean, we had to take that shit home. You know, <laughs> I had to give it away. We had to give it away. We had to take it home. You know, um, I just want to say that that bra that I sewed candy and glued candy on, I spent like maybe $50 on candy and like $10 on the bra at Walmart or something, but I sold it for $250 online. Hell yeah. Oh my God. See, there you go. That's, that's, that's how you make the best out of it. But, you know, I, 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 you know, I just, I want to take this time, like, especially for like somebody like Steffi, right? Um, like I don't, I haven't seen Steffi in person in years now. But every time, whether it's in Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in DM, whether it's whatever, it's always even this. It's it's always like, you know, I know this is my friend, you know, and um, it, that's the good thing about wrestling when you meet these people. Like all these people here, I I can go to and they can come to me about anything, you know, like. Before everything happened with the pandemic, like, as, like, if I use Steffi again, and when we were talking, like, yeah, I'm sitting here really thinking, like, all right, well, what's the best month I can go to Canada so I can finally see the kid, you know, like, and then P.S., that just gives me an excuse to be in Canada, you know, Um, and and just a lot of things, like, you know, uh, Jeff with his personal life, you know, been there since day one, you know, stuff, well, not day one, before, very, very goddamn long time, goddamn, yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, with, with you, Brian, with you, Yolanda, it's, so, it's, you know, that's the stuff that I think about. And, you know, with the people that are in the stuff, even when I go back and watch it, um, there's a lot of things that it brings back those memories. And like you said, if you use that Kiara moment as one, like, you know, it's like, damn, I remember that. And then Stephanie's like, oh, I remember this. And then, like, I'll talk to, like, Anaya Barella and she'll be like, oh, you remember this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's the stuff that, you know, I'm glad that we're able – to show and um you know there's we got what what do we have one two three four more episodes left um there's some happy ones and there's some uh you know things that'll pull at the emotional strings and um i'm just glad that we can put seven episodes together finally tell this story and um you know let's see what happens afterwards yeah it's uh it's been a journey that's for sure (laughs) um yeah We've gone through hard drives. Yeah, uh, I even have. I even have a couple of them crash on me. Um, mm-hmm. We've gone through Dropbox, Mega NZs before Mega was uh, infiltrated with bad stuff. So yeah, um, and then a pandemic. So we've literally finished this just to kind of give y'all some of the background. We finished this via Zoom, where mm-hmm. we would literally get on Zoom. Um, actually, we started editing it during the Super Bowl, and that was. Yep. I think the last time we saw each other in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were editing during the Super Bowl. Um, we everybody knew the Chiefs was gonna win, unfortunately. Um, but we <laughs> edited it via Zoom and just like okay, move this over here, move that over there, and you know, let's well, let's try this, you know. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very meticulous, and I mean, shoot, you gotta think like I mean, we've been, like Jeff was saying earlier, we've been through two different uh, logos that Jeff provided, um, mm-hmm. name changes, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've been, we've probably recorded with probably, even if you think about other people's cameras, probably like eight different cameras, three different styles. Yeah. You know, who, how, no, who knows how many different locations, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, yeah, it's iPhones, been a long time. Androids, DSLRs, yep. camcorders. Mm-hmm. We started with a, you know, the T3i, you know, and then yep. that, my camera got stolen. Shoot with a T5i, yep. different microphone styles, wired mics, mm-hmm. wireless mics. Yeah, uh, yep. like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, um, I can't wait till y'all get to see uh, Blix boxing footage. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, um, seeing Blake inside a wrestling ring. Yeah, man. Yeah, look, <laughs> look. terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> I said yeah. terrifying. Look, <laughs> if I was twenty-eight years old, I challenge Mayweather right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you're like I'm waiting for somebody to just hold up mitts. I'll mess somebody up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I got I got spring in my steps still, especially if new was, Blake. If it was one thing I wish we could have got, would have been uh new Greg. So I'm excited yeah. to be able to get him on a panel. Because yeah. yeah, you, you sure. know, um, you know, shout out to him. I mean, just he was like, Okay, what you need? And and shout out to everybody who literally, whenever I said, Hey, can I get a quick word with you about this, this, that, and the other, everybody was happy to do it. Even people who I don't like were happy to do it. That's not too many people. Maybe one uh, in the documentary out of the whole thing. Yeah, just one. But <laughs> if I don't like when it came time to it, you know, was happy and, you know, just excited. And as a producer, and especially a journalist, when you're doing interviews, everybody isn't always happy. You think, you know, some of the people, who your favorite athletes, when they get a camera in their face, they're not happy or they nice on camera, but behind the scenes, they're like, all right, what else? What, what do you want me to say? But nobody was like that when it came to this. So that made me happy. And shout out to uh, our boy, Hugh, uh, who was, you know, a lot of times I'm asking questions and he was uh, getting the shots. So um, mm-hmm. I can't wait for y'all to see it. If not, um, if you haven't seen the chat, you should have. But if not, you know, YouTube.com slash B Waters Productions. Uh, and it's on the playlist. You can see episode one, two and three right now. Um and you know this will come out shortly after we record this. So this Thursday will be episode four. And Blake, you want to tell them what episode four is? Episode four. Well, episode three for people is the photographer. So this is really in depth about me and uh, the the whole Blizz photography brand and all that. And then we have Thursday, seven p.m. is the chapter of the person behind the scenes. So you'll get to learn more in depth of how I controlled 85 different jobs backstage, the good, the bad, and the ugly with that. But I love every minute of it because I love knowledge because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, folks. There's nothing else we can say. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Um, I would like to say uh, I'm very happy that um, everybody could be a part of this. Um, a quick story when I brought it up to Steffi and I told her what this episode would be about. She's like, I got to get on it. I was like, okay, well, let me see. I know I got to get on it. No, make sure I'm on this one. You know, uh, Yolanda agrees to everything because as much as she doesn't want to admit it, you know, she, she, she knows, she knows she loves me. So, you know, she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Definitely. That's don't let her tell you any different. Um, (laughs) 
and, and then Jeff, you know, Jeff just being a man, he is, he, he, he's another one where, uh, well, I, I was going to say, last man, I, I mean, like you also, uh, I have like a lifetime of IOUs. I mean, you've, <laughs> you've answered the phone at 3 AM far too many times for me to not be able to just be able to jump on a podcast real quick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and with Jeff, too, he's one of those ones where, like, every day I kind of hope he hits the lottery. Like, I'm like, come on, come on, hit that lottery, Jeff. So as soon as he's like, oh, my God, I got that 2.5 mil, bro. I'm like, well, that's down bro. to, like, 1.7 now. This is going to be me. This is going to be me. De- deleting. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Bye, Yolanda. Nice knowing you. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. But I'll see, I'll, they, get, they, I'll get some ostrich uh, shoes. Oh, I was like going to say, look, you, I'll be giving them ostrich shoes. <laughs> and you, you also got to uh, remember too, Jeff. As soon as you yeah. try to disappear, you know I can always hit your significant other up and be like, "Yo, where, where, where's your man at? <laughs> you know, where's your man?" Yeah, you know? he's trying. He's trying to duck me. He thinks he's slick, but he forgot yeah. that you're not an asshole like he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know damn well she'll be like, "Oh, he's right here. Hold on." Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're in we're in Idaho. No big deal. Mm, yeah, selling potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, but indeed. I also want to give uh nice some nice plugs, you know. Um, and you guys could talk about it yourselves too. But we have um Sozio who has his own podcast, uh, struggling with Sozio and Sassy Steffi. She also started her. Uh, on podcast two, talking sass. Um, let's do ladies first. So, um, if you want to talk about that, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I have talking sass. I have uh, new episodes every Thursday. Um, I've had two episodes so far. One was with current Impact Knockout Nevea, and then this week's was Allison Danger. And the week coming up is my first male guest. He's a ROH star, so I'm pretty excited about that. Mm. I always keep my guest on the hush, just so you're a little surprised when, uh, when you get to watch the episode. But it's on YouTube and any uh, podcast platform that you listen to your favorite podcast on. So give it a listen. Subscribe if you would, because I'm brand new at this, so I don't have a whole lot of subscribers yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. Uh, yeah. Please check out Struggling with Sozio. I'm actually coming up on about a year now. Uh, it was uh, probably about a month from now last year that I was interviewing Mr. Blake Thomas himself, a.k.a. Uh, Blizz. And uh, the, the general gist of the show is it's just sort of one on one conversations, talking to some of my close friends about some of the hardest things that they've been through. Uh, how they overcame it, and then also kind of having a laugh along the way, sort of looking back at the hard times and making a few jokes and having some fun with it. Uh, available on Podbean. I actually just started producing video to put on YouTube, so look up Struggling with Sozios on uh, on YouTube as well. And just like Steffi said, it's available on all the other podcast platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yolanda, you want to uh, say anything? You want to promote? Oh, of course I do. Um. Uh. Well. Well. What I. 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 Uh. You look. I listen to some sermons today, but I. <laughs> <laughs> because it's have to confess, and and it's all on video and proof. I do love you. I love you very much. That's why I root for you. I champion you. Um. 
but that's that's too much nice talk. Uh, that was oh, also yeah. that was that was also a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, anywho, who's a clone? So, <laughs> all right, uh, who, whoever uh, decides to follow me, you can on uh, on me social medias on Instagram on the Twitters at gimmicks two four seven is with one M. I design pro wrestling gear. Uh, if you if you don't know for wrestlers, um, but my Twitter is also filled with uh, lots of laughter, um, that brings me joy. So uh, look at my cool stuff that I designed. Hit me up um, through my website. Don't try to don't try to speed and send me a DMs and all that because you will look at it later. I pay for a website for you to go through and email me properly. There you go. <laughs> and she makes the best t-shirts. Like Blake said earlier, the Midwest Militia t-shirt was the best design I've ever seen in my life for a wrestling t-shirt, a t-shirt in general. It was just so badass. It was three women with um, heads on decapitation, yep. but it was so beautifully done at the same time. Like it's badass. So if you need her, any pro wrestlers and need designs for yeah. their go to her as well mm -hmm. yeah. maybe you've seen her gear on wwe television i don't know <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe that's where i've her, seen it maybe you've seen her resume on there mm -hmm. <laughs> you know a funny story too yolanda actually designed the uh very rare blizz photography shirt too and and it's kind of it, it's funny because it it looked like it was actually modeled after steffi as well so I mean, damn, Steffi, your, your face is just everywhere, you know. Um, but that's a very rare shirt, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe one day we could uh, bring that back or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing when it comes to that designer. <laughs> yeah, she won't put herself over, so we got to do it for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm humble yeah. with it. I'm humble. I'm humble. This, this is about Blake. This is about Blake. When I do my documentary, the humble would be in the trash. <laughs> that's what friends do friends put friends yeah. over and help yeah. friends get opportunities so ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining this first uh round table of dedicated to the hard work episodes one and two make sure you stay tuned as episodes after three or four we'll do another one of these and but make sure you get on over to youtube.com slash bewaters productions so that you can see this and make sure you follow uh, Blake at It's Blizz on all social media platforms. All right, folks, till next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. This has been an episode of Wrestling for the Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm on all social media platforms. Hit the subscribe button, turn the bell notifications on, and drop a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Till the next time, folks, so long, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's episode of Wrestling for the Culture. For more episodes or more content from the Wrestling Realm Network, hit the subscribe button down low. Make sure you turn on the bell for notifications. Till the next time, too sweet.